Welcome back to the Injury Prone Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porras, Dr. Visible Therapy Medical and Spansports.com. I am going to apologize on the front end for the poor audio this week. I am traveling, don't have my microphone, so things are going to sound a little rougher than usual. Stick with me because there are a ton of injuries that we need to get to and a ton of analysis heading into the fantasy playoffs. So please stick with me. Make sure that you especially, especially, especially if you're still listening to this podcast, bookmark Injury Insights. Follow me on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. Go to the show notes. Sign up for my newsletter. It is crunch time. It is fantasy football playoff time in most leagues. Let's try to figure out where we are at with a lot of these guys coming back from injury, uh, potentially coming back, maybe not, just depending on their specific situation. So since there's a ton of news, I think everybody's seen by now, Kyler Murray tore his ACL, more than likely. The MRI has not confirmed yet, but the Cardinals have said that is their fear. Typically, those tests are pretty decent at figuring out exactly that it is an ACL, so unfortunately, Kyler Murray will be back. We'll discuss that further when the time comes. So let's kick it off talking about T. Higgins. T. Higgins, the situation was really weird. Ben Baby reports that Higgins was, quote, lost or quote got lost uh heading into warm-ups when during warm-ups and he snuck onto the field for a third down snap is what ben baby said so i'm not really entirely sure what that means uh, or how you lose t higgins in the first place i don't really know what that means but he only played one snap um the good news is we can assume this wasn't a true setback it was just uh let's test it out in pregame and he wasn't ready that would make sense that gives t higgins a decent chance to be back in week 15. Of course, it's going to depend on severity and how he progresses through practice. So you're going to want to monitor his practice reports. T. Higgins is one of those players uh, very different than Ken Walker, which we'll discuss here in a minute. If he's active, you have to put him out there. You will feel worse if T. Higgins goes off for 30 points on your bench than you will if T. Higgins goes for a goose egg because he re-injured the hamstring. He's a guy that you have to put out there in the lineup. So if he's active, you got to roll with him unless you're just absolutely stacked and have other options that are safer. So that's the deal with the hamstring on T. Higgins. Ken Walker, I mentioned him just a minute ago. He is trending in the right direction. He's limited in practice. This is a highly irritable ankle issue. They said specifically that he had a lot of inflammation and swelling in the ankle when the injury initially happened. He's going to be 10 days removed from it coming up on Thursday night football in a couple of days. So, we're going to have to watch out for the volatility. Ken Walker is not a must start because of the nature of how he was acquired on a lot of rosters. He was either added on waivers, he was stashed away. You probably have different options. You potentially have different options uh, that aren't Ken Walker, and he's not a must start. You add in the fact that I tweeted this yesterday, about 40% of Ken Walker's fantasy points in PPR have come from touchdowns since week five. He's been a touchdown machine. That doesn't mean that he can't keep it up and that the Seahawks won't feed him, but he's not going to be 100%. They might temper his volume. They might temper the amount of uh, just snaps in general that they give him, maybe even goal line work, in addition to the fact that they're playing the 49ers, which, of course, have the second highest rush defense, rush DVOA in the league. Not great for Ken Walker. Again, I'm not saying... Don't start him. I'm saying it's not an autopilot decision. Make sure you look at your roster. You look at your uh, your options. Check fantasypoints.com rankings. Make the decision that's right for you, but in some cases you may actually be better off not starting Ken Walker. 
when he's back. Talking about another running back at this point is um, Damian Pierce. So this one was a little confusing because Aaron Wilson initially reported it was not a high ankle sprain. Turns out it is. Aaron Wilson also reported that. It is a high ankle sprain. They specifically said he'll miss one to two games. This adds up. Since 2016, running backs have missed about two and a half games for a high ankle sprain. It gets a little more tricky because for some reason, the Texans also released Eno Benjamin. So waivers are going to be... There's probably not anybody you want in that backfield. We'll put it that way. But Damian Pierce will miss one to two games. Don't plan on having Damian Pierce until at least... You know, probably week 17, to be frank, uh, fantasy championships. And you might not even want to start them in fantasy championship weeks because there is about a 20% dip in fantasy production after a high ankle sprain in the first game back. Damian Pierce going to be out the next couple of weeks. Another running back here, Jeff Wilson. Uh, the injury was sort of like a hip strain sprain. Uh, there could be a lot of structures involved, specifically the labrum and maybe some muscles like hip flexors. Uh, it, it is a sounds like he avoided... Uh, worst, uh, worst case scenario, according to Barry Jackson. Barry Jackson, of course, saying that um, doesn't make me feel comfortable. Uh, it doesn't make me feel confident that Jeff Wilson will play. Uh, saying that you avoided worst case scenario is a very low bar. Um, hopefully he can get back up on, on the field, but it might be Raheem Mostert season in week 15 for the fantasy playoffs. Make sure you monitor his practice reports because Jeff Wilson is going to be volatile if he is out there. Moving on, another running back from last night, Ramondre Stevenson. This is kind of an interesting situation. Ramondre, of course, uh, injured the ankle, had it landed on. He fell into that eversion position, and he was out briefly, came back, and then was ruled out again inevitably. So this isn't great because it is a an eversion high mechanism type injury. But the silver lining is he was able to come back and his foot on video wasn't totally planted. When the foot is more planted and into that dorsiflex bent ankle position, those injuries tend to be a little bit more severe because the ankle's locked out and take, all the slack is taken up and there's nowhere for the tissue to go except spreading out and being injured. So hopefully the fact that he came back and the fact that it wasn't more of an, what's called an open chain type of injury that he's able to return. This is kind of similar. It reminds me of the David Montgomery injury. It's not a pure high ankle. It was really, really eversion heavy. And David Montgomery was only out for a week. So if we get Ramondre Stevenson back, hopefully this week, if not next week, week 16, you definitely have to start him at that point, given his role, his pass catching role. He doesn't have to be efficient on the ground as much as other running backs do. So fingers crossed on Ramondre Stevenson, of course, you're going to want to back yourself up with some Damian Harris if you have that. Uh, Raheem Mostert, obviously, going to be somebody that you're going to want to target as well. And the Houston backfield, I'm probably just avoiding at this point. So that's that. On those guys, Debo Samuel, unfortunately, uh, it looks like it was a high ankle and an MCL sprain. So that is never great. He's going to come back at some point in the regular season is what the reports are saying. But I would not expect him back until week 17 at the soonest and so you can hold on to him until week 17 if you think you'll be alive but if you need a roster spot like now is the time to probably just let him go it's not it's not the most likely scenario that he is back next week or i'm sorry by week 17 
So that again, that's going to be a roster decision that is team dependent. It's going to be roster dependent. You make sure that you continue to follow the practice reports, continue to follow all of our reporting, all of our analysis at fantasypoints.com. A couple other receivers here, Amari Cooper, injured on a non-contact, re-injured his hip on a non-contact play, the first play of the game. And at this point, Amari Cooper, is it's really tough to trust him. It's really tough to trust Amari Cooper. He is a warrior. He always pushes through injuries, but soft tissue injuries and potentially a labrum injury is not something to mess with. I would be surprised if we saw Amari Cooper out there. I'd be even more surprised if he was effective. Although it's not impossible, he's played through some stuff before. Um, again, Amari Cooper, a guy that potentially not a must start. So make sure you're not just blindly putting a guy in your lineup that's injured. If he is active, continue to monitor reports on Amari Cooper. But these soft tissue sprains, strains are never a good sign, are never a good thing, especially if you have a recurrence, the player has a recurrence. So that is that on Amari Cooper. We might not see him in week 15 and we might not see him uh, at, we definitely won't see him at full capacity. So then we have, unfortunately, the concussion crew, three in a row, uh, Kenny Pickett, Tyler Huntley, Russell Wilson. I would be surprised to see any of those guys back. I would definitely not see, I would not foresee Kenny Pickett coming back because this is his second concussion of the season. Tyler Huntley, definitely possible he returns, but um, not the most likely scenario. And then you could see say the same thing about Russell Wilson, we've already seen this year with Stafford, Tyrod Taylor, and Tua, the second time with Tua, uh, that coming back after one week in the NFL has become, after a concussion is becoming much less common. And so that's just something you're going to have to monitor and consider for all your skilled players. Um, hopefully we see them back. Hopefully they return, but it's unlikely to see those three guys this week, uh, which of course takes you to Lamar Jackson. Will Lamar Jackson play? This definitely pushes his odds of playing in week 15. Uh, it makes it a little more likely, but the Ravens are going to probably want to hold him out uh, a little longer than that. It's not going to be enough for that PCL to really return to what it needs to be, uh, and he won't be 100% if he's back out there. So uh, even though they're probably considering going with Lamar Jackson a little early, I'm not entirely sure that they will end up doing that. Going to end on a couple receivers. Corey Davis, second concussion since 2019, not a lock. Uh, which, of course, makes Elijah Moore viable in Week 15, it seems. Uh, and you're probably wondering about Mike White with his ribs and his oblique. Uh, it will be harder for him to play. He won't be 100%. So, again, Elijah Moore is viable, but not necessarily the best play. If you consider and think about Justin Herbert after his ribs injury and how he looked not great, uh, that is probably what we're going to see out of Mike White. Lastly, we'll end with DJ Moore, who uh, didn't see a target after the third quarter. He went down with what they're calling a knee sprain. Schefter's calling it a knee sprain, but they're also calling it an ankle injury. This is actually, it seems like a less severe version of what Debo Samuel had. So maybe we see DJ Moore in week 15, but as of now, if he plays, he will be highly volatile. I would expect DJ Moore to miss about a game. That is all we have today. That was a long list. There's a lot going on. There are a lot of guys returning. I'll put the return list back out. Try to get this out as quickly as possible. Uh, try to make it as, as smooth as possible. Because there are a lot of question marks this week from an injury perspective. If you have any questions, this might be a week we do two podcasts. Send, me, send them to at FBInjuryDoc uh, or injuryprompod at gmail.com. 
please try to avoid non-start sit questions. Uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter in the show notes. And again, sorry for the audio. We're trying to get this out and get it rolling as quickly as possible. Good luck on waivers.